Welcome, everyone. This is Coaching in Session. My name is Michael Reardon, and I will be your mindset coach today. And today, we're going to be talking about how to create the million-dollar version of yourself. Now, the million-dollar version of yourself is not going to be simply talking about your million-dollar evaluation. So that means we are not going to say, well, are you worth a million dollars, right? We're not going to calculate all of your assets and then detract from your debts and things that you owe. We're just going to say, well, the million-dollar you can be whatever you want it to be. For example, you might have heard of the saying, I feel like a million bucks, or that massage made me feel like a million bucks, or that vacation makes me feel like a million bucks, right? We can feel like a million bucks, and we might not have a million bucks. But before we dive into a million bucks, let's talk about the concept of a million dollars. Here in the West, we talk about a million dollars as the goal. And the reason why we do that is because that's like the American dream type of thing, right? We want a house with white picket fence, dog, cats, things like that. Now, the white picket fence has changed over the years and people have become more modern. And so they have different types of fences and things like that. So they might not want the white picket fence, but the same aspect to the American dream is still going to be there. Now, one of the things that many people aspire to be is because a million dollars at one point was something like, oh my God, if I had a million dollars, it would change my life. We all strive to get that million dollar lifestyle, that million dollar banknote, whatever it is. But even though we aspire to have it, not everyone's going to be able to attain it. And the reason why is because they're going to be lacking in these areas that I'm going to be talking about today. Because today I'm going to be breaking down my most recent blog, the tune-up series, how to create that million dollar you. Now, for some people, it's going to be very simple, but for some people, it's going to be like a whole rewiring, a whole change in structure. So depending on where you are mentally, you're going to have to do more work. Maybe you have less work and you just have to make some fine tuning, some small adjustments, and then you're going to see we need to get into those seven steps so we can start to break those seven steps down and then how you can get to that million dollar version of yourself. All right, so if you're new to the channel, you're going to head over to RevanConcepts.com, head over to resources, and then you're going to check out the most recent blog, Tune Up Series Part 44, How to Create the Million Dollar You. This episode is not going to be talking about how you can be worth a million dollars. If you want that, you're going to have to go to RevanConcepts.com, go to the membership tab. You can either go to the About Me for that, go to our coaching, and you can go there, or you can go to RevanConcepts.com backslash memberships. So from there, you can get career coaching, and we can get you to that dollar value that you're looking for. But beyond that, right, this million-dollar version of ourselves that we're going to be talking about today is going to be separated into seven different steps. It's important that we understand these steps and that these steps will create that million dollar evaluation if we can follow through with all of them and then we can stay committed to that. I don't know anyone who has given every ounce of themselves toward their mission, their goal, their purpose, and has come out at the end with a failure. Now, I'm not saying that you don't give everything into a business and your business falls under whatever We have a choice to make when we lose everything. We can either get back up or we can just say, well, we failed, right? So it's two aspects, right? For the people who get back up and they keep on pushing, as long as they're pushing in the right way, because sometimes you're pushing against a wall that is not going to lead to anything. So we have to make sure we can do a pivot if we are in the wrong areas. So without that aspect though, creating the million dollar version of yourself is going to be important. And we have to understand about these seven steps that I'm going to be talking about right now. So the path to your million dollar self is going to be very simple, right? Number one, who do you surround yourself with? 
Number two, how do you talk to yourself and others? Number three, how do you look to others and how do you perceive how you look? Number four, what positive habits do you have? Number five, what vices do you have? Number six, what would you like to see more in the world? And number seven, how do you create meaning? So these seven steps I'm going to be breaking down today, and we're going to be talking about how we can adjust these steps for our life. And then once we adjust them, how close will we be to that million dollar self? Because just because you know these steps, it doesn't mean that you have implemented these steps, right? You might think in certain areas of your life, like, oh, I'm doing this or this is okay. Everything we do has a meaning, has a purpose, and is going to have an effect on our today or tomorrow and going on, right? There's no way around these seven steps. And these seven steps are all going to be tying into not only ourselves, but the evaluation later on. So the first step that we're going to be talking about is step number one, who do you surround yourself with? Denzel Washington said this quite often. If you surround yourself with nine broke people, you're going to be the 10th. If you surround yourself with nine successful people, you're going to be the 10th. Now, we do have to be aware of who we surround ourselves with. That includes our relationships, our careers, our friends, family. All of those are going to play a pivotal role in who we surround ourselves with. We can have family members who are toxic. We can have partners who are not benefiting us. Just because they're there doesn't mean that's their role. Not saying that you should just go find a toxic partner and put up with them. Understand that sometimes the people that you love the most might not be for you or for what you're doing. So you do have to be, I guess, brave enough to go out and to do what you have to do by yourself, not need anyone. But then understand there are going to be people out there who want good for you, who are going to help you, who are going to guide you, who are going to hold you accountable. You're going to need a coach. You're going to need a mentor. You're going to need a mastermind group. You're going to need something in order to make sure you surround yourself with good, strong, positive people. If you find yourself in the habit of having negative people around, pessimistic people around, or you find that you do the evaluation of your life and you realize that this person is no good for you, then you have to start to think, well, should you let this person go? And I work with many people who have to let some people go and they're afraid, right? They're just afraid to let this person go because then they're going to feel alone. And no human wants to feel alone. Now, you should get strong enough so you don't feel alone. Or if you are alone, you're not lonely. There's a whole aspect to finding the power in being alone. Solitude can create some of your best visions and give you the best motivation and determination to go on. However, we do need people in order to survive, right? Community plays a big role. So understanding who you surround yourself with. For example, I was recently invited to tour a country club that's local to me. And they saw my business, they saw what I was doing, and they said, we would love to have you here. Now, of course, I'm going to go and I'm just going to check it out, do a walkthrough, see if it's anything that I would want to participate in. I'm not all hoity-toity and things like that and say, oh, I'm in a country club and things like that. I don't need that. I would rather just surround myself with good, strong, positive people. And then people, of course, ask what you do. And I say, well, I'm a mindset coach. I do life coaching, work and career coaching, leadership development. And they're like, oh, wow, well, I have a company and I'm going to need someone like you, right? So I'm in the right place at the right time or I'm just in the right place. I'm surrounding myself with people who are business-minded, who are savvy, who are maybe entrepreneurs. Those people I'm surrounding myself with, right? I'm surrounding myself with winners, right? 
people who have good mentalities. I'm not going to the local bar, the local pub, hanging around everyone who got out from their nine to five and they're drinking themselves stupid. All right. So knowing who you surround yourself with is important because if you surround yourself with the wrong people, you're going to get those wrong results. So we want the right results. So we have to make sure we know who we surround ourselves with and make adjustments if you're surrounding yourself with the wrong people. Now, number two, we're going to be looking at how do you talk to yourself and others? There was a study done, and I have talked about this before on the podcast, is how our words have power. I can say something negative to a person, or I can say something positive to a person. Those negative words, even though they might not be true, right? I might say, you're so stupid. You're not worth anything, right? If I say something like that to someone, let's say like a partner, do you think my partner's going to be all happy and cheery and and optimistic for the relationship? Probably not. It's going to be that negative type of relationship. My relationship, we're not allowed to use swear words to each other. It makes no sense. I don't even really swear. I think the only time I swear is like if I'm like in a bad mood, and that's very, very rare. And I'm like, the son of a B word, or like, I can't believe this S word. I don't typically say the F word because that's just too powerful. And this only like when I'm driving and I'm like, but I typically say like, wow, this person, I'm not mad at you, but I can't believe you didn't didn't use your signal light. Like, come on, really? Like, that's the only time I like, it's not even road rage. So either way, moving on past that, how do I talk to others and how do you talk to yourself? Things like that is important because our words have power. So negative words are going to hurt more and have a longer effect. Think of it as a negative debuff. If you're more positive, it's going to have a positive buff. But the problem with negative debuffs is that they last 30 minutes and positive buffs are only going to last 10. So it's about three times as long. So if we're negative, we're going to be out of the game three times longer than if we were in the positive sense. I recommend that if you are practicing positive self-talk, look in the mirror, right? Tell yourself, yes, you can do this, right? You're capable, right? Don't lie to yourself. If you're obese, don't say you're big and beautiful. Say you're big and you need to lose some weight. All right. There is things that need to be done. And we're, and we're not in the world of lying to ourselves or making excuses. I'm not saying you're not beautiful, but understand you have to get to better health because the health is a vice, right? You being in bad shape is not a good thing. We need to get to good health so we can get more energy so we can take more actions. The million dollar you is not out of shape. Million dollar you is in shape to a degree. All right. I don't want you to feel like in shape is like what society says. It's not the supermodels. It's not the Mr. Olympians and the six pack abs and all the muscles and stuff like that. It is not that. Your health or your physique is up to you. But you do have to understand that every pound you have over your regulated weight, meaning, for example, if you're a certain height and age and sex, That right there is going to say something about how much you should be weighing. And if you are exorbitantly over that weight by like 10, 15 pounds, maybe start to figure out, well, why are you overweight? For me, if I do BMI, I'm overweight for the reason being is because I have a lot of muscle mass. But if I didn't have any muscle mass, guess what? I would probably be exactly where I'm supposed to be. Maybe I might gain a little bit of muscle mass and things like that. But you have to figure out why are you that? If you don't have any muscle mass and you're 50 pounds overweight, maybe you need to do some some type of training or get some type of nutritionist to help you on that journey. It's important that you know what you're doing, all right? And so knowing how you talk to yourself and others, when you look in that mirror, how do you look to yourself? 
when you talk to yourself or other people talk to you, how are they talking to you, right? It's important that that happens. I live here in Texas and it's very important for me that I am friendly and I'm caring. And that goes into our third step. And that is how do you look to others and how do you perceive how you look? I come from Connecticut. In Connecticut, the way I like to explain nutmeggers, which are Connecticut people, is that everyone in Connecticut is like in a little bubble, right? They're just, they just live in a little bubble. If you go to Starbucks, for example, in Connecticut, you're not allowed to talk to other people, right? So for example, if someone's in a conversation and you overhear it, you can't say, hey, I overheard your conversation. Can I join you? You're going to get the dirtiest looks you have ever seen in your life if you did that. Here in Texas, it's common. If I'm talking and someone says, hey, I'm so sorry, but I overheard you. Oh, come on in. Come on in. Join us. Do you need anything to drink? All right, cool. Here's my number. Call me later. That's Texas, right? So there's a different type of mentality here, different type of people. So for me, when I learned a different type of people that were from Connecticut and Texas, I said, I have to come live in Texas because the people are just so friendly. And again, number one, surrounding yourself with good people, right? Know who you're surrounding yourself with. And I said, I would rather surround myself with people who are positive and uplifting rather than in their own little bubble. And then how do people look at each other, right? Here in Texas, we look at people and everyone's friendly. I was just out with my son and my wife the other day, and we were just going shopping, shopping here and there. And all the looks that we got were love, affection. How are you doing today, sir? And I treated them the same. Thank you, sir, for your help. Didn't matter about color because I didn't see any color folks. But every single person that I talked to and I spoke with treated me with respect, treated my son with respect, treated my wife with respect. And that was just a normal day here. Now, I know there's some areas like you go to Mississippi, things like that. I might get, oh, you must be in the wrong place, boy. Yeah, I might get one of those, but it's not going to affect me, right? So what if I'm in the wrong place? I could be wherever I want. That's my mindset, though. But you figure out who you want to surround yourself with. If you want to be around those people who don't like you, go for it. But if you want to be around people who like you, support you, things like that, then you want to make sure that you're around there, right? So it's important. How do you look to others? right? So they see me as maybe a family man, maybe tall, maybe in shape, well put together. That is what they see, right? That's what I want them to see. I don't want them to see some bum, some delinquent that they're like, oh, you know, let me lock my doors when they see me, right? Not saying that people can't be prejudiced, right? People can be as prejudiced as they want. But at the end of the day, that's on them, right? And that leads us into number four, right? What positive habits do we have? Now, positive habits could be our actions toward people. For example, a positive habit I like to do is I like to hold the door open for people. And I remember one time I was leaving the gym and a girl was walking into the gym. And so I was going to hold the door open for her. And I didn't like her or anything. It's just that like, you know, like here, you know, going to my natural instinct to hold the door open for her. And I had my music in, so I couldn't even hear her. But then she just like stopped there and she just like says, I'm good. I'm good, right? So she's like a feminist, modern woman, right? Not judging her, but the door is open. Why not go through, right? Maybe she was afraid of like COVID or something. It's a possibility, but she didn't have a mask on. So why is she so afraid, right? I'm holding the door. She's going to hold the door right after or go right after me. So it didn't make any sense, but it made sense to me after the fact. Some people are just in that mindset. 
I want to do it myself. I don't need a man, right? Perfectly fine, right? We need to understand, right? How people look at us, right? What positive habits do we have? So they don't want to see what positive habits I have. Oh, this man is being respectful and being chivalrous. Oh, it's terrible. You know, I don't want that, right? Nothing wrong with that, right? But our positive habits don't have to be just what other people see us with because that was in number three. Number four is talking about what positive habits do I have. For example, a positive habit I like to have, going to the gym, eating healthy, right? Maybe being a dad, right? You know, watching my kid. So there's many different habits that we can have in our life. We need to make sure that the positive habits that we have are really positive because we can have a bad habit and we can say that it's a good habit. For example, people who might have a habit of watching the news, right? So they're watching the news all day and they might say, well, I have a really good habit of watching the news so I can be informed and I can let all my friends know what's going on, et cetera, et cetera. That can be a vice. So we just need to know what type of positive habits we have, health, relationships, etc. What positive habits do you have? And if you don't know what positive habits are, I do have a blog on that. And if you need more help on positive habits, you're going to want to check out the complimentary coaching and you're going to want to get yourself some coaching to learn about your positive habits before you figure out step number five. And step number five is going to be talking about our vices. Vices are going to be a dime a dozen, right? Vices are easy to get. A vice can be, I'm going to talk and not listen. A vice can be, I'm going to come home after work and watch TV. A vice is going to be, I'm going to leave dirty dishes in the sink. A vice can be, I'm going to go drink alcohol every single night. A vice is going to be, I'm going to talk poorly and badly about my family and my partners and my coworkers, et cetera, et cetera. A vice can be any negativity. Now, typically, the vices that we think here in the West that are more prominent are might be drugs and alcohol. And so we see someone doing these negative things and we're like, that's a vice, that's a negativity. But a vice can be anything that detracts you from equating to that million dollar version of yourself. So if it's not adding to that million dollar self, it is a vice, right? So we have to replace those vices with more positive things. So instead of drinking alcohol, maybe drink more water. Instead of doing recreational drugs, maybe decide to do an AA meeting, maybe decide to go exercise, do something else that's going to be more beneficial to you. Not saying that it's going to be easy, all right? Sometimes it's going to be very challenging for some people to get over those vices, but the sooner you get over those vices, the sooner you get to that million dollar version of yourself. Then we get into number six. And number six is going to be talking about what would you like to see more in the world? And this is similar to how we operate in our day. I want to be more in the world, meaning, okay, I want more people to have a good, strong mindset. I want people not to have limiting beliefs. And so what I'm doing here at Reverend Concepts and with Coaching in Session and Mindset OD that's coming up, Motivation in Motion, I'm making sure that what I do is I'm seeing more positive things in the world positive mindset coaching, positive life coaching, positive career coaching, positive relationship coaching. I'm not just saying, well, all right, kick them to the curb, right? Now, sometimes you will hear me say episodes and things like that because, of course, it depends on the person. It's going to depend on the client too. If you are a modern guy looking for a traditional girl, you shouldn't be looking for any type of relationship. If you are a traditional guy and you can only find modern girls, have your fun. 
It is that simple. And the reason why I can say that is because of mindset. The mindset of the two different dynamics, people don't understand them quite well. So they just think, well, oh, all men should be this or all women should be that. Depending on their mindset, they're going to be exactly what they are going to be. And depending on exactly what they are, they're going to be treated subsequent to how they think. So if you think in a modern way, you're going to be treated like a modern girl. If you think like a traditional girl, you're going to be treated like a traditional girl and vice versa for the ladies. If you have a modern guy, you're going to treat him like a modern guy. And if it's going to be a traditional guy, you should treat him like a traditional guy. Do not change because, oh, they say something. Actions are going to say everything you need to know about a person. And if you don't know how to determine the actions of a person, RevenConcepts.com, get yourself some relationship coaching. I'll give you all the answers, any sex. Now, looking at the change that you need to see in the world is important because you're going to see, okay, well, what am I doing, right? What am I doing that is making a difference? You're going to just start to look at yourself, not only for what you can do, but what you are doing. And then you're going to say, do I need to make any adjustments, right? It's kind of like a self-assessment. You assess the situation and then you act. It's not that you act and then you assess later. So if you want to see something in the world, be it, you know, more positivity, more happiness, more camaraderie, more love, more respect, you have to do that type of action. You have to emulate that. And when you do, you're going to see that your evaluation starts to go up because not only are you speaking to people in that way and acting in that way and how people perceive you and you perceive them and you surround yourself with those types of people, it just adds to that value. That million dollar you is adding up and we're already halfway there. We're probably even almost to that million dollars. And then we get to that final step, step number seven. And step number seven is going to be how do you create meaning? And the meaning that you create is going to be with your purpose, your passion, who you identify as, and then making sure that you can use your skills for the betterment of society, the betterment of your life, all of that, right? The meaning that we can create is going to be unique to ourselves. And I help a lot of people who are stuck and they don't understand what their purpose is, what their passions are, what type of meaning they should create. It's one of the types of coaching is basically on the general life coaching. And we're helping you get to that better lifestyle. How can we give you some meaning in life? It's just simple directions sometimes. Sometimes it's going to be, all right, well, let's figure this out. But most of the time, it's going to be very quick. How can I help you? Boom, right? And it's, and it's typically very quick. Sometimes it can take a couple of sessions, depending on the person, depending on your life. But for most people, for the majority of people, it's going to be, all right, this is what you want to do. How do you feel about that? And it's kind of like, yeah, so they create that meaning. So these seven steps right here, the path to your million dollar self, number one, who do you surround yourself? Number two, how do you talk to yourself and others? Three, how do you look to others and how do you perceive how you look? Four, what positive habits do you have? Five, what vices do you have? Six, what would you like to see more in the world? And seven, how do you create meaning? Are going to be the steps to get you to that million dollar self. And if you're having a hard time understanding these steps, then of course, RevenueConcepts.com, get yourself a consultation, get yourself a complimentary coaching session, sign up for coaching, get yourself what you need in order to be successful in this realm. So I just broke down the seven steps that are going to be necessary for you to reach that million dollar self. Now that million dollar self is going to eventually equate to greater wealth in your life. So think of it like a compound effect thing. 
if you can follow all seven steps and all seven steps are going to be like, let's say in the green, then you're going to see everything else in your life that starts to change. There's going to be different habits and there's going to be different things that we have to look at too, because you can be positive and green and all those different things. But if you're not taking the right actions, then you're not going to get the right results. So it's important that you get the right results and then understand that this is not entitlement, right? Just following these steps is not going to say, well, I should get it, right? Because I follow these seven steps. No, 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 no. Mindset is about understanding that your mind is in a good, strong place right now, right? You're optimistic in the sense, but just because you're optimistic, it doesn't mean that negativities won't happen in your life. We can't control grief. We can't control trauma. We can't control other people, but we can control how we think, feel, and act. So depending on your current mindset or where you are, your evaluation might be different. Maybe right now you're not a million dollar you. Maybe right now you're a $250,000 you. And there's nothing wrong with being that person. But understand, we do want to get to that feeling of, I feel like a million bucks and you mean it. And you can always achieve that. It's important that you realize that the million dollar self you is just the highest potential you. You might have heard life coaches and people say, reach your fullest potential, right? Reach your desired place in the world, right? That's just your million dollar self. How do you feel when everything is going good? How do you feel when you show up? It's important that you know how to show up. You understand where you need support and help. And then you get that help. If you are a person who just ignores everything, then maybe it's time to take a step back and say, you know what? I'm looking at these seven steps and I see I can make some improvements in certain areas. Begin that process. You don't have to do all seven in one day. Take your time, however long it takes, but understand that if you can control these seven steps, your path to that million dollar self is going to be certain. From there, you can create a business plan, you can create some type of goal, whatever you need in order to get to that million dollar evaluation where you might have a million dollar check or a million dollar house or a bunch of cars worth over a million dollars. You can have whatever you want in the world that's superficial. That's the easy part but that shouldn't be just the goal. Our goal should be how can we be the best version of ourselves, and how do we get there? And if you're having a hard time understanding that or how to get there, again, RevanConcepts.com, get yourself some coaching, get yourself some guidance, and give yourself some accountability because the goal should be the best version of yourself. If you don't know, now you know. My name is Michael Reardon. I'm a mindset coach. If you have any questions, you can email me session at gmail.com and I will see everyone on the next episode of Coaching in Session. Until then, everyone, take care.